Peace and blessings to the people. My name is Omar J. Jesus, and I am the host of Second Chance, Voices of the Unheard. My podcast talks about the second chance people received after doing time in an institution, innocent or guilty, while changing a poisonous narrative of prisoners' perception. For the most part, people returning to society are outcasted. So my job is to give people an opportunity and a platform to tell their stories. Everybody deserves a second chance. So I have a brother here today. I'm going to let him introduce himself to the people. A good brother of mine, he was in NYU with me. He uh, studied also, very knowledgeable. This brother got wisdom. He got knowledge. He got understanding. He got knowledge of self in general. Uh, So I'm going to let him introduce himself to you. and this is my guest for tonight. Infinite love, peace, and light, everybody. My name is Gregory Terrell Headley. I'm also known as Seven Cipher Light, and I also go by King Gregory. King Gregory. That's a fact. That's my brother. Met him while I was incarcerated. Good brother. Always build with the brother. Always positive. It's always love. So that's 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 the ingredients for 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 anything that that that, that anybody put their mind to. So I asked him to to do um a session with me tonight. Uh, we had something else on mind that we trying to create. Me and his brother is about to create a documentary. Uh, we're going to go around New York City interviewing homeless people um, and basically getting their side of the story. And why they are living under the circumstances that they're living. Um, Also, we want to raise awareness for homelessness because uh, I was homeless at one point in my life. My brother was in that situation also. And we are blessed and we are in good saw you right now because a lot of the stuff we we sold, we reaping now from all the good stuff. Um, Yeah. So my brother is taking the time with with me today so we can take take care of this um but also we got that future endeavor that we're going to take care of also so i want to i want you to talk a little bit about your family man talk talk about your family history how was your family man i mean growing up i came from a single parent household uh it was my mother her name was robin uh you have my younger brother dre and you have my older brother sean and my father, he had two more children. Um, I have an older brother named Owen Jr. and an sis, older sister named Vanessa. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> we grew up in the projects, so um, Far Rockway, um, Edgemere Projects, it's one of the worst projects out there. So we came from a pretty tight-knit family. We had to, you know, stay tight because I was in the streets early, you know, even just going to the park, it was a lot of fighting going on. So, you know, my mother was the type that she came from the street. So, listen, you come home crying. We going back outside and you want to fight each and every one of them one on one. I'm going to beat you up. So, <laughs> you know, <clears throat> it was tough. I could imagine I had a cousin that was like that. If I if I was to lose a fight, he he gonna keep me there fighting until I win. And if I don't win, he gonna be whipping me out. And that's how I learned how to fight. Also, because come on, you don't want to keep going through it. Yeah, but um, to elaborate on the family though, out here for Rockway, my mother was from Hamels Projects, okay. and she moved to Edgemere, um, shortly before I was born. 
some from Edgemere Projects, all my cousins from Red Friend Projects, and I got peoples and family at home and all in between, so I grew up out here, you know, and my family dynamic now, you know, um, I'm pretty close with a lot of my cousins, you know, after my mother passed, my cousin Sherelle raised me and my brother, you know, as best she could. My brother, he had to go, my older brother, Sean, he went back down south with his family. You know, people on time schedules and they try to get back to all their life. So we got, my younger brother and I, Andre, got left in New York City. I was 18, he was 14. <clears throat> and the way that unfolded, I got incarcerated. We, You know, we was ping-ponging back and forth to jail. When I was about to come home, he get locked up. When he was about to come home, I get locked up. And it went on like that for about 10 years. But um, now I'm not in the streets anymore. Um, I'm living a pretty productive life. And, um, you know, the family's pretty tight-knit. All my cousins is close that I grew up with after my mother passed. And we have a cohesive unit. And uh, my best friend, you know, I call her my queen. She's supportive. Her name is uh, Devon Seneca. And um, she helped. She helped a lot. She gave me the tools I needed to wake myself back up and um, play a major part in this community. That's what's up, man. I appreciate that. But um, also, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna ask you a question. Um, mm -hmm. I ask everybody this because you know I like to see where people usually are. Um, we all deal with a lot of issues internally. Some a little more than others. I dealt with a lot of self-doubt. Um, as confident I may seem or look, um, sometimes I get discouraged really quick. Um, so that's just my issue that I'm dealing with. Um, what what and what what any struggles do you deal with like internally? Like I dealt with self-doubt. What would you, what do you deal with or, or dealt with? Um. Wow. I used to have anger issues. Okay, wow. Yeah, I used to be like the Bruce Banner for Rockway. You wouldn't like me when I was angry. <laughs> you know? And um like he said in that, that Avengers movie when Captain America said, Shouldn't you get angry and turn green? He said, That's my secret, I'm always angry. Mm. You know, so I combated that through yoga. And uh, meditation, a bike ride, I go to the gym, I skateboard, I stay active to counterbalance any negative energy, you know? Yeah. Okay, cool. So what, what lane did you imprison, if you don't mind me asking? Attempted assault in the first. Uh, okay. The short version is I had a fight and I won. <laughs> um, Sounds about right. The long version, um, I was caught in a young lady, and she was supposedly uh, pregnant with my daughter. And uh, I caught her getting high with somebody, and I asked the dude to leave, and he didn't leave. He kept trying to explain himself, and all I just kept thinking about was the baby, and it just got a little out of hand with 
I told him every time he opened his mouth, you know, he would get hit and we started fighting and, you know, I went to prison for being stupid. Yeah. So how much time they gave you for? Five years flat and five years post-release. Okay. Okay. Any negative experiences you had in prison? Yeah, of course. Um, first of all, going to prison is traumatizing within self being confined in uh, subpar conditions, man. Uh, it's filthy. Like, it was just different, you know? But I somehow found my peace. And uh, I minimized the BS. I had, I had a several fights in there. I'm not going to lie. You know, uh, being in prison, Rikers Island or upstate or wherever you go, you know, sometimes um, fighting is necessary to, to quell future violence, you know? They say sometimes people only respect violence, and it's, I agree. In those certain conditions, you know, sometimes a fight now will save you 10 fights in the future because you're checking mm -hmm. the situation. If you don't, someone disrespect you and you don't check it properly, it'll lead to 10 other people disrespecting you. So sometimes you have to fight them. So yeah, I had quite a few negative experiences. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What type of people you hung out with while you was incarcerated? Wow. Yeah, all types. All types, sir. Um, I didn't discriminate with who I hung out with. Um, because when you're in there, you have to know how to survive, you know. So people from different backgrounds have access to different things, you know. Um, in prison, you have to develop a sense of community. Somebody might work in a mess hall. They might be able to get vegetables, fruits, all type of food from the mess hall or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um somebody might work lawns and grounds. You get fresh vegetables straight from the ground, you know? So I, I hung around people who were resourceful, self-sufficient, respectful, but I didn't turn anybody away. If someone wanted to converse, someone needed help, um, you know, I stayed away from troublemakers as best I could, mm. you know, but Let's be honest, when you're in prison, everyone's considered a troublemaker. So. That's insane. <laughs> Especially in the eyes of the law. <laughs> Who's a troublemaker? You and know? the eyes of people that aren't the law, but they just don't know. They just like like John. I'm not sure if you met John, but John thought everybody was bad. Carnage? Yes. <laughs> Great guy. Great guy. Wonderful guy. That's my brother. I love him to death. But he, he just looked at everybody like they was criminals. Yeah, he dropped a slip on me, said I... I <laughs> <laughs> I, I choked the dog with a leash. Yeah. Never happened. You know, he was just frightened of Weirdo. my presence. Weirdo. But it is what it is. Yeah, but uh, anyway. So are there any positive people in, in, in prison, jail, slash, that you've met? Um, Honestly, hell no. I haven't met nothing. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> nah, um... This is going to sound crazy, but yeah, the first person I met in prison that was positive was myself because I had to get to know myself. That's the only time mm. I ain't really have nobody. My older brother kept telling me when I was a kid, 
If you keep on the path you're on, you're going to find yourself in a situation where nobody can help you. Not me and not even mommy. Mm. And I wish you, you just said you're going to go to prison if you don't stop. I probably would have understood it. You know, so the first person I met truly positive in it was myself when I got to know myself. Um, another person outside of myself was you. Um, you know, we went to college together. We worked on several projects in there. You had a, a lot of brothers from NYU. We had brother K-Long. Mm-hmm. Um, Very intelligent brother. Man, and I heard he just graduated out of Rutgers. Woo, my boy doing it. And yeah. on top of that, um, he's going for regional manager of some sort of food director out there. Mm. Like he's reached the, the highest he could go in his field within that company. So he's looking to switch to like the state regional food director or something. You know, he's doing his numbers. Um, other than that, uh, what's the brother with the glasses? Man? Flip. Mm. <laughs> yeah, the brother Flip, man. Which Flip? Tall Flip with the glasses. Oh, okay. From upstate or something? Yeah, from Rochester. Yeah, that's my dude right there. You know, it's it's a lot of names, man. You know, we could go down the list. Definitely. It's, it's so many, you know, brothers that, that sat there and... Uh, Inspired. You had the brother Pagan Ayuba. Mm. Uh, you know, we had um, this brother. Um, I, I know his name is Fuego, but his name is Jose Diaz. Good oh, brother. Fuego! He good used brother. to work at Pep. Yes, good brother. yeah, that's my dude, man. Like good he was, a, he was a good mentor when I first came home. He a good brother, man. I ain't gonna lie, man. And then you know we can't discount the uh, the NYU staff and faculty. No. They were awesome people. You know, definitely, definitely. So, what are what were your accomplishments during prison? Wow, uh, name name one like that you really wanted to accomplish while I was in prison. Yeah, that you that you accomplished or yeah wanted to accomplish. Well, I'm gonna be honest with you. Something I didn't expect to accomplish happened. Like when we was in journalism class, and everyone was like, "Yo, we're gonna run this," you know. Um, like a newspaper, mm-hmm. but we need someone to act as like the student editor, which is just mm-hmm. below the editor, which was a Definitely. civilian who was a college professor. You know, everybody voted for me to do it. I didn't expect this whole thing to turn into us creating a school newspaper, you know? Like, we literally created a school newspaper from an experimental college class. That's a fact. You know? Like it's still being published today. A and nice newspaper too, dope. Yeah, called the Wall Kill Journal. That was freaking awesome. Then we compiled two books. Yeah, but well, in total it was three at that time. Three. Yeah, we did two, and it was one that came out before us. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, we did. That we was did. Awesome. We did two. So I, I got two, like two. Then I got like fifty-six college credits. Mm-hmm. Um, you need like four more to graduate. Yeah. No, eight more. I was a straight A student, but I got a B minus now. That's okay. Yeah, that sucks. Okay, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. So, what are you grateful for? For your release, like after your release, what are you grateful for? Everything. Mm. Everything. Like, there's not one thing I'm not grateful for. I'm even grateful for the hard times, like mm. because life has taught me through experience and through all my studies. Right. Like I made it this far. 
So it don't matter what I'm going through. I'm going to make it through that. Amen. Like, I'm resilient. It's going to be a storm that comes. You're going to get through it. There's going to be another storm. And it's going to get through that one. And there's going to be another storm. And you're going to get through that. That's how life is, man. And every storm you go through, it makes you stronger and stronger and stronger. And that's why I'd rather isolate and just endure all that pain. Yeah, man. I'm grateful for Absorb it. Because that shit hurt. Them struggles be hurting, man. Yeah, but see, you got to be grateful for the struggles. Exactly. You strong. This is what we fought to get up <clears throat> out of here to deal with. I'm appreciative. You, I know you appreciative, man, because you've been through some things. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, are you affiliated with any of the prison organizations that you uh, were in when you, while you was incarcerated? Right now? Nah, I mean... Okay, cool. I'm kind of off and on with Fortune. Mm-hmm. Fortune Society. Fortune, okay. Like, I got my OSHA 30, my OSHA 10, my OSHA 62. Mm. I got my flaggers, my SST. Oh, you ready to excavation, go. Excavation. Um, yeah, scaffolding. Yeah, I did my numbers with that. So I'm out here shaping now, looking for construction work. I'm learning, the, you know, the ins and outs of that and how to play the game. Mm. That's a ruthless business. like It is a ruthless business, but you got to get a union job and you'll be you'll be lit yeah that's what i'm working on my boy was hipping me to it he said look non-union jobs might give you 71 dollars an hour yeah but that's it where's your dental where's your medical that's it yeah you do five years in union you get medical for the rest of your life i said excuse me what so now you know that's what i'm geared towards benefits yeah exactly that's what it's about man so what are you doing to stay out of prison man Meditating, praying, mm, <laughs> big. Like, that's studying. Big. No, that's big. Word. That's I, big. I show my gratitude for everything and yeah. everyone around me. Um, I help my community. You know, like literally, help my community. People, I be going shopping for people. I be paying people houses. I mm. be like, whatever it takes. <clears throat> I'm community orientated. Mm. Wow. That keeps me out of prison. That that and that definitely would, man, because you be busy. I take people, kids to school. I pick them yeah. up. Like so, now imagine if I get locked up, it's a void and a vacuum that has to be filled in many areas that I was helping my community in. I don't deserve that, and they don't deserve that. So that helps me stay clean. It's a fact, and trust me, I'm quite sure that the community appreciates me. People ain't going out their way like that no more like they used to. So they got someone like you doing that, trust me, they're grateful. Because kids now, they don't do shit like that. They don't even help their elders. They'll walk right by. They beating the elders up. They beating the elders up. There's no more respect for our older people, man. Yeah. I agree with you. I had to put a, uh, a young man in his place in my, my projects, man. Mm-hmm. Because he was so thirsty to say what up to me so I could show him love. He, he actually didn't hold the door for an elderly woman. And kind of pushed her, like bumped past her. I'm like, hold on, get out of here. First of all, go apologize to the lady and go hold the door so she can leave. And then I'm going to tell your mother what happened. You understand? Because mm. I carry myself a certain way, you know? And the kids out here, they look up to me and they respect me. Like, I'm like a little superhero. They call me skateboarding. Mm hmm. Because I skateboard out here, and all, I got all the little kids out here following me on these skateboards and bikes. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. So, what accomplishments would you like to accomplish now that you're out? 
Oh, that's a good one. Definitely that project you mentioned earlier. Okay, let's talk um, a little more about it. Like one day, <clears throat> I was out here. You know, actually, I, I grew up out for Rockway, born and raised. And at the age of 12, I got kicked out of junior high school in 98 and ended up at junior high school, I was 53 or whatever, right? And I met a kid, a Caucasian kid named Mike and a Caucasian kid named Philip. We got cool, we smoked a weed, we come to school. And um, sometime later, you know, we lose touch. I bump into Mike again, we 16 Rikers Island. And, uh, you know, Mike and Philip were like only two Caucasian families in Farrakwee, so they had to fight. And um, Mike was a fighter. But now, here it is. I'm 42, which means Mike should be 42 as well. Mike is homeless, you know? Um, and I was mad at myself because I got my community behind me. Like, when I was homeless in any streets, I didn't feel like I was homeless in these streets. Because, like, let's say you, you see how you got a call. You might pull up on me like, yo, call my phone. Where you at? Like, yo, I'm on Mott Avenue. Come scoop me. And you might sit in your car, drink, smoke, butter, whatever. You know, when I was homeless... And I saw I didn't feel homeless. I had places I could do laundry, go shower, you know? So I didn't feel homeless even though I was. And I look at mm. this guy I grew up with, it's my bro. And the best I could do was give him a couple of dollars here and there. You know, I wish I could do more for him. That's it, that count. Yeah, so I was expressing this to my queen, like, I don't know what I want to do. Like, I want to help Mike. You know, I want to tell a story or something like, you know what I mean? And you called me with a project. You said you pictures of someone they didn't really seem interested or whatever, you know, and you think I might roll with it. And you know, I always got your back. You my bro. So I'm going to support whatever you do. You know what I mean? Like we did when we was uh, going to school on the inside. Like we we helped each other on the projects. We gave each other good advice. We motivated each other. Like it was mm -hmm. it was a healthy competition. It wasn't like, yeah, I'm better than you. It was like, nah. oh nah, that's how you doing that? Well I'm gonna do my own spin on that and then remix it and I'm gonna throw some extra little sprinkle of salt on that yeah. to see what comes out. Yeah. And yo it was inspirational. So yeah, I'm with this project. Uh and next thing you know I'm, you know, you say, you yeah, let's let's do something for somebody, you know, grab something, hook them up, interview them, and I thought, wow, you know, this is the universe bringing to me what I was asking for. How can I help my man's that I grew up with? Here it is. I can help him tell a story. I went hmm. to school for journalism, right? You know, the whole point of being a journalist is to help the people who voices unknown we heard to be heard. So that's why we here. He needed a story told. There's no reason why. I feel my personal thing, and it takes work because I'm not homeless anymore because I put in the work because I wanted to change. So that's part of it. The other part of it is I had community behind me. I don't think Mike should be in the streets. That's just my opinion. I wish I had my own spot. I put him in it. But right now, I'm cohabitating with a family. You know I mean? This is my family unit. And you can't do that. We have certain rules and boundaries that we set. And I can't do that. 
But I can help him. I can help him by letting his voice be heard. And you know what? That's a great idea because trust me, from what we're trying to do, we're trying to raise awareness. We're trying to get some organizations behind us so we can get out here on these streets and start helping them. And once that start picking up to where we start helping them and we got an outreach team and this and that, we doing this. Trust me, this thing can take off. We just got to put that work in. But that's a great idea. That's that. And this is this. And you know what? I appreciate you, man. So I want you to market yourself, man. Tell, tell, tell the people what you're doing right now, what you've been working on, what you've been doing, everything that, that the God has just been affiliated with <laughs> the, these times right now. All right. So true story. I'm glad I got as much energy as I do. Like, mm. you know how people drink Red Bulls to stay up? Yeah. Nah, I just I, I, I drink Red Bull and coffee, and I still feel regularly. It's natural. So, I skateboard, I bike ride, I do yoga. Mm. Um, I go to the gym, I work out. Yeah, um, publish writer. I jog. I'm a published writer. I'm a poet. Mm. Um, I do construction. Mm. Right now, I'm working um with a professor at the college with one of the students, creating a course to um be taught you know about uh on campus and why you campus and why you campus so they they come into the scholars to (laughs) to get feedback and shit to 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 put a a syllabus together so so they can uh create a curriculum and this is the brother he don't have a phd but he has a phd (laughs) yeah and um right now i'm about to start this construction project Mm. Um, raise enough capital so I can have enough money to cover my bills for six months a year. So I can start investing. I'm looking into Forex, mm. uh, stocks, cryptocurrency. And um, ultimately, I'm looking to go into real estate as well. Uh, what else have I been doing? I'm a spiritual, I want to say life coach, I guess, you know, in my community. Mm. I have a YouTube channel called King Gregory 444. Um, he I got talk, a lot going on. Yeah, I talk about manifesting uh, your own reality, um, utilizing uh, teachings such as the secret, the four agreements, the fifth agreement, uh, the mastery of love, the mastery of self uh, by Don Miguel Ruiz. Oh, God, the art of peace, the art of war. You know, I incorporate all these things into my life. Uh, just just to be at peace, you know. Uh, my queen, Devon Seneca, she makes jewelry, you know, um, pendants out of stones, uh, black kyanite, uh, rose quartz, white quartz, you know, so we market those as well. Like, we have a lot going on. Um, she's a spiritual life coach, you know, and we just counsel people, man, mm-hmm. as well as ourselves. And, and wow, I'm also tutoring two kids. You know, I, I got a lot going on. Definitely, you got a lot going on, man. So that's a great segue because you said you're tutoring kids and stuff, which is a great thing. So I want you to leave off with the last words. What would you tell the children not to do if they were to go down the same lane you went down? What would I tell the children not to do? Yes. Because <laughs> honestly, if we probably had someone telling us what not to do, 
we probably would have not did some of the stuff we didn't do neither. You know what I'm saying? But we ain't had, I didn't have no God he got in me. Uh, so I was in the street doing what the fuck I wanted to do. And I thought I was grown. Yeah. And that's the outcome of that shit. The outcome is that we don't know what the fuck we're doing. And we need parental guidance, whether it's someone that you respect, look up to, or somebody in the family. So you being a figure of 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 this person that's that did what he did, but you know now he's not that person, and you living life how you should be. What would you tell the children, man? Um. Well, right. So first, I'm give you a little story, and then I'm gonna tell you why I chose this. Right. So like. At the age of 14, I was hanging out with 16, 17, 18-year-olds, right? And I had a skateboard. Took them everywhere I went, bomb hills and all of that, right? So we out on Skimmerhorn, and one of the guys said to me, yo, when you gonna stop carrying around that fucking toy and acting like a kid? Throw that shit in the garbage. I took my skateboard, threw it in the garbage. Months later, I started catching felonies. Like, I'm 42 years old right now with four felonies. That don't make no sense, you know? So when I put down my passion, I lost sight of what I loved and started getting into bullshit. Started robbing people, um, smoking bud, drinking, all type of mischievous behavior, if you will. So what they should not do it's put down your passion for nothing. Whatever it is that you love, you love skateboarding, roller skating, you love painting, drawing, dancing, whatever it is you're into, your artistic self, your natural self, embrace that and don't put it down for nobody. And mm. with that, I'm going to say peace. Damn, that was, I'm going to leave it at that, man. That was powerful, big bro. So was, that that concludes our situation here, man. I ain't gonna lie. I have to conclude it after that one. That was deep. Don't yeah, put down your passion for nobody. Yeah, if I'd have kept skateboarding, I'd have never went to prison. I know that for a fact. That's a fact. And the brother speaking the truth. And that's all I talked about when I was in prison. I can't wait to go home and skateboard because we make us buff the floors. I uh, wish I had a skateboard to scuff them shit so bad. <laughs> yeah. Word, man. So I would like to say thanks to everyone who is listening to my podcast. Thanks to every organization that has helped me change my perspective and my brother's perspective in life. A quick shout out to Osborne, AVP, Pace, Defy Network, NYU's Prison Education Program, PEP, Thrive for Life, Prison Project. And remember, no one wants to do time, but we all need time. Peace and blessings.